drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? Friday here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, I'm your host Eric Gokri. Now, it's a Friday show, we're coming off week one, we're heading into week two, Monday night football. I've got no notes in front of me, but I know exactly what I want to talk about here on the show today. I'm going to keep it short, I'm going to keep it simple, and uh, we're ready to shock the world here and get this W. So before we get rolling, everybody, take a big glass. Fill it up with that Detroit Kool-Aid, would you? Drink it in, man. So, we often don't mess around here on the Kool-Aid cast, as I always say. So, let's get right into it. So, the first thing I want to talk about, I hit it on the Wednesday show. I want to promote the other podcast that I got. It's on Thursday mornings. It's called Believe in Lions. That's spelled B-L-E-A-V in Lions. With myself, I used to have Benny Blades on. He had to go due to business obligations and all his craziness that he does in South Florida there. Jack Cavanaugh came on. Really good dude. Knows football. Really good take. Strong opinions. Enjoyed doing the show with him. But this past show, I mean, we got word late in the game that we were going to get Jerry Ball, former Lions legend, just nasty interior football player. Gosh, I think he had like 90-some sacks. I mean, this was before my time as a Lions fan, but we got Jerry Ball in there. And me and uh, him and Jack talked about this as well. But I just want to talk about it again on the Friday show. This whole Penny Sewell, you know, what he did against the 49ers, why he was so great, why we just need to leave him at left side, why we need to tell Taylor Decker, the veteran, the guy that just got paid, to move over to the other side. So, you know, my opinion all along has been that it's, you know, I'm optimistic. I'm always rooting for these guys. I like projecting forward what these players are going to be. And you guys heard my excitement when they took Penny Sewell at number seven. Like, I couldn't believe he was there. I thought it was a great value pick. I think it's a great way to build your football team up front with a, a athletic, big, nasty, young, talented tackle. Now, they put him at the right side due to the situation. And maybe some struggles, maybe some learning curve, whatever you want to call it. But then he gets flipped to the left side a few days before the ball game. And the guy seems to you know, play really well, feel really comfortable, real energized. So people are like, oh, that's our guy, left tackle forever. So you guys have heard me say, like, I, I'd let it play out a little bit more. I'd let him see if he can stack those on top of each other one again and again to play really good before we really start talking about this. But we don't even have to talk about it because Hank Fraley, Lions offensive line coach, came out and said, there's really nothing to say. Penny Sewell's the right tackle. Taylor Decker, when he comes back, is the left tackle. 
and he pumped up Penny Sewell just saying what a good player and great football player he is. So, you know, that's pretty much to bet. You know, all the trade Taylor Decker, hey, you know, he should take it like a man and go to the right side. Like, it's not happening. You know, I'm happy to hear that. I think it's the right approach to take. I also think that, you know, you kind of just... This whole year is like seeing what you got, you know, offense, defense, offensive line, defensive line, special team, whatever, whatever it may be. You're really trying to see what you have. So if this year really went off the rails bad and you want to play Penny Sewell late in the year on the left tackle or you want to make this decision in the offseason because you just think he's that great at the left tackle, then I'm cool with it. You know, I think that because of his age, how good he was in college, there's nothing wrong with maybe turning the page over to this guy, but just not right now. And uh, I was glad to hear Hank Fraley say that. I definitely was. So, um, you know, we'll wait and see what happens. I I could see an off-season type of trade of Taylor Decker possibly. I could see, you know, a switch happening. But all Lions fans, again, I want to give you a little bit of Kool-Aid here. Again, might as well get a refill. Drink it in Well, it got a little NFL Films music here in the background. Like, the best situation for the Detroit Lions is that you want... You want Penny Sewell to learn the right side. Just in general. And people could say, oh, they tried this with Hank, Frank Ragnow. They played him at guard. He wasn't that good. They put him at center. He's a beast. I get that. What I really get is that you can... Tell Penny to learn the right side this year. See how he does. Maybe he picks it up great and he's a dominant right tackle by week 10-12. If that happens, excellent. We're rolling into 2022 exactly how we hope. Decker on the left, Penny Sewell on the right, Frank in the middle, Joan on the left, and then who cares at the right guard? You know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of how they're constructing this line. Let's say he plays the right side all year and it's really hit or miss. It's just kind of like one game he's good, one game he's a turnstile. One game he's decent, but not what we expect, not his potential. Then then you have a bigger decision to make. But you could take this whole year and sort of like feel that through. Kind of be like, let this kid play because it's a tremendous situation if he learns it, feels comfortable, they can roll with their current situation. To me, I, I put it to like, you know, when I play basketball, like I don't get to play ball as much as I used to, but I can go out and shoot threes. I can go out and dribble. I can still spin the ball on my finger all day because that's what I did for a long time. And Penny Sewell is a guy that, as young as he is, he's played a lot of left tackle. So if you need him to come in, as he did this past week against San Francisco, he feels good there. We need to see if he can feel good at the right side or if he can't. So that's where I'm at. I had to nail it right when the music ends. You guys know how I do. but um, So that's the situation with Penny Sewell, Taylor Decker. Let's keep this thing moving. The Lions, I mean, losing Mr. Okuda. They've been kind of dipping their toe around on corners. You know, I was the proponent of Quentin Dunbar. Reports came out. They had reached out to him. Everybody thought that was going to happen. Dan Campbell, Dan freaking Campbell came out and said, yeah, we we contacted him, but that's not where we're going right now. So either he don't want to play or wants more money or it just wasn't feeling good right now. Whatever the situation was, doesn't look like that's going to happen. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of rolling out 
you know, iffy, you know, at this point, based on what I've seen, and, and my guy A.O. Oh, baby! Because, like, when I was at the game Sunday, every time they looked his way, number 24's way, I was repping the 24 jersey. I mean, I was just saying, Oh, baby! Why is the guy so wide open? I'm like, Oh, baby! Why can't you cover better? <laughs> you know, it was the it was the anti-oh, baby. It was the, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, my. You know, like, not the... A-O-O, baby, like we want to say on the show. I mean, he's still got length. He's still a good football player, but he just hasn't been able to put it together at the NFL level, being able to cover people and and be in people's hip pocket. I mean, he's got a couple uh, INTs here and there. He'll get a breakup here or there, but way too many times he's, you know, out of the screen. So A-O has just got to tighten it up. I'd really like to see him do so, but I'm a little bit worried based on what I've seen again and again and again. Just this inconsistent play from him. Now, Iffy, we haven't seen a ton. I didn't hear a bunch of good reports coming out of training camp. I think he's long, he's physical, he's an athlete, but putting him out on Monday Night Football with a ton of reps against some of the wide receivers and the throws that uh, that smug number 12 can make, it's not my favorite situation. And then when you go down the depth chart, you're like, Dennis Jerry Jacobs, an undrafted kid, you know, it's 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 what Roby Coleman, you know, and just not liking that whole setup, and the but the Lions don't be see, seem too aggressive to sort of figure it out. Except they did go get Corey Ballantyne, a kid. I really I keep saying this, but I again that's why I'm starting to love my man Brad Holmes a ton because the people he's picking up and bringing in are guys I always liked in the draft process guys that had buzz guys that were hey you might want to grab this guy develop him and then he could be something that was Corey Ballantyne you know I if, if my memory strikes me correctly yeah he's from a small school but he had a really good um, draft process people were talking about man this guy can can turn the football over this guy can you know get his hands on the ball make some plays you know be able to tackle, yeah, he's bounced around the league, you know, he was, you're getting let go from the Jets, that's not good, but I think this could be a guy that come in under the radar and do some things, and then another guy I'm really excited about, this is a guy I've actually had in some very deep, 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 deep fantasy leagues in IDP, and that's Daryl Worley, Daryl Worley came in with some real nice uh, draft stock, he he went to the. Um, did he start with the Raiders? I'm just gonna say he started with the Raiders because I think he went there. He had some off the field. He had some crazy issues going on. I think, but they tried him there, and it seemed like when he would play, he'd be decent. But he was always either hurt or had something else going on. So he's bounced around the league as well, different teams. But the Lions were able to uh, to scoop him up, put him on the practice squad, and Dan Campbell said he might be out there playing. So. I'd really like to see what Worley and Ballantyne could do. Now, you know lots of times these guys come in, I kind of have hopes for them or say I liked them in the draft process, which was three, four years ago, and because they bounced around the league and maybe don't have their confidence or a bunch of injury issues, they wash out pretty quick. You know, that could definitely happen, but I I guess I'm intrigued, one of Dan Campbell's words, by those two names, those two players, but the cornerback position is not looking pretty, so, you know... We will see what happens. I really hope that they can fight and they can... The Lions blitz a lot against the 49ers, which is nice to see, as well as 
you just got to turn the football over. You cannot just let teams slice and dice you and not get pressure on the quarterback and expect to win. You just can't do it. So other than that, I mean, not a ton of Lions news that's out of the ordinary. I mean, a lot of guys are limited at practice, but those are just the the limited you see every week, whether they're taking care of somebody or somebody sort of coming back. Uh, Levi, a.k.a. Big Danum is had a couple full practices now, so it looks like he's going to be a go. I, I put it on Twitter. You guys can find me at Derek Okri. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. I was like, why Why is Levi and Julian O'Quara inactive in week one? These are young guys. You need to see. These guys need reps. They need plays out there. You need to scheme them up to do what they do, which is O'Quara rush the passer and big Levi just create havoc there in the middle of the defensive line neither of these guys are out there and so was uh, Jamar Jefferson they were talking this kid up about how he's picking it up doing good things and you can't find a roster spot for him I mean I'd like to see all three of those guys get out there and do some things I'd like to see the overall D-line create more havoc and and we just need these corners or the new guys or somebody to get their hands on a football, please Tracy Walker, because I, I hate to break this to the Kool-Aid drinkers, but I think I've given up on Will Harris. I really am getting to that point. He just continues to, I don't know. He's never there in coverage. He can't tackle. He, uh, you know, Debo Samuel ran away from him. Like he was ca- caught in mud. So I think you just need to find another option at safety. Like, could Will Harris bump down a couple pegs and be a decent backup or be a special team guy or be, you know, something to a football team? Maybe, but he just continues to show me he can't be a starting caliber safety the way they're using him. And, like, it just continues to happen. So I'm losing my faith that it's just going to click all of a sudden or he's going to make, I mean, name a play Will Harris has made. I'll wait. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you know, Tracy Walker needs to get an INT quickly because his time's running out as well if we don't make plays. But, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens, both of the corners. And, you know, we already laid it down. We know what's happened on the offensive line. Penny Sewell's going to be over there on the left. The rest of the boys are going to be up there. Nelson, he was an abomination, I thought, at the game penalties, people running around him, through him. Um, you know, yeah, the Lions did have a nice little rush day. They they were able to, you know, let Jared Goff wing it around, what, 50-plus times. But they really – you can't have all pros everywhere. I've always said that. But Nelson is is uh, what we call not good over there on the right side. So they're going to have to figure that out as well. But uh, let me take a quick pause here, get our great sponsors in. And when we come back, I'm talking Lions – Packers, Monday Night Football. Let's go. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. 
This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, everybody, we are back. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Again, I'm your host, Derek Oker, here on the show, going solo here today. I'm going to have some of my great guests, whether it be Logan Lamer, Andy, or from Sports Illustrated, is going to come on. We're going to have Joey uh, Christopoulos from the Believe Podcasting Network back on. My buddy, Chops, a.k.a. Brian Nicewanger. I know that's backwards. You normally say the name and then the nickname, but like he's literally Chops and then his real name. He's been bringing the heat here on the show. Strong takes, positivity. I like it. Me and him are set to be at the Baltimore game getting rowdy, rowdy, so that should be fun. So we get all that coming up, but I am solo today, a little bit shorter show. And here's the thing. I'm, I'm, about, to, I'm about to do an Oakley rant right now because I'm absolutely sick of national media, everybody, you know, just assuming that the Detroit Lions are just going to get run off the field on Monday night in Green Bay. And, you know, they're going to tell you, oh, Aaron Rodgers is, now he's mad, or now he's focused, or did you see him week one? Did you see that defense for the Packers in week one? What what makes you think that that it's going to be just a train wreck? That, that's what I want to know based on what's happening right now. I don't care what the guy did five years ago. Um, you know, it's just ridiculous. Like, the spread's 11. People are thinking it's going to be a three-touchdown game. Here's my thing. The Lions cannot go in here and get whooped. They can't get in there and get worked. They can't go in there and just look like a ridiculous, absolute mess. I mean, we've we've seen it before. Where they go in, and, I mean, and it just gets it gets embarrassing. I mean, uh, you know, guys running wide open, Aaron Rodgers winking at people, you know, crying to the refs like he always does. I mean, what a smug individual this guy is. I swear, everything he does just screams smug, aloof, arrogant, pompous. You know what to to this guy? But it's like the the Lions themselves. They need to like make sure first and foremost. We need to go in, be on our P's and Q's, and not let people have easy opportunities, whether it be in the run, pass game, whatever it is. You need to fight 
You need to make it hard on them. You need to pull out some things that are going to be surprising where it's like, oh, damn, I didn't expect that. Or, oh, man, that that that's that stole us some points, whether it be a trick play, whether it be some aggressiveness, a call on defense that ends up working out. That's what you got to do. Now, b- before I continue this rant on the absolute disrespect that we're getting and, and we'll continue to get until we, we prove otherwise with, with the Dan Campbell regime, Here's the thing that annoys me as well, and this is on the this is on the Lions to be honest, or just kind of where we're at. Why why after one week of football do we have to have our number one corner, number three pick overall, Mr. Okuda, out for the year and an Achilles injury, which isn't good for a corner? Then our top receiver, Tyrell Williams, you know, our biggest deep threat, big body, you know, most productive guy we got. He got a concussion week one. So now we're down our top corner, our top receiver. Oh, by the way, our top left tackle is out with a finger injury, had to get surgery. I mean, should I continue down the list of just ridiculousness already with one game in the books? I mean, the Lions are going into Green Bay on Monday night against a quarterback that is smug and arrogant, but everybody loves him and just thinks he's the greatest thing that on the face of the earth. And you're down corners. You're going against a defense that is is absolute Swiss cheese over there in Green Bay. And you got no real receivers to speak of. I, I, I mean, you need to hold off the edge rushers of the Packers. And, and, and you're missing your left tackle stud. So you're, so you're trying this new rookie out on the left side who's doing well. But then you got a project tackle on the right side because you you didn't invest in anybody better um, to, to back these guys up. So that's my beef right there is these injuries to key positions, premier players early in the season, right before. It's almost like before we play a team that can't stop the run, you know, we lose swift. It's like we're going against a team in three weeks that, that can't cover the pass. You know, all our top two receivers go out. Oh, hey, we're playing against a team that doesn't have a good offensive line. All of a sudden, some of our pass rushers drop off the, the week or two before. We've got to have our premier players ready to roll. And despite that they don't, I'm just so sick of like assuming because we don't have one, two, or three guys that the team is just going to not show up or the team's going to get blown out. Or, oh man, that just means that, you know, the smug number 12 is going to throw for 400 and four or five touchdowns. This is the National Football League. This is a every week business. This is show up, show me what you got, and we'll see what the scoreboard says at the end of the day. So, I know the Detroit Lions aren't coming in there thinking, oh, I hope we do okay. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, we, we're just going to give it our all. We may see what happens. We hope we don't get beat by too much. No, they're going in there and they're like, hey, you know, we're, we're trying to win this football game just like you. You got your ass whooped uh, in week one, 38-3. We lost in what was a late thriller by eight points. Um, and we put up 33. You guys put up three. You know, yeah, we gave up 41. But you guys gave up 38, so that's a wash. So why, why isn't this going to be a good football game? I ask you out there, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. I mean, are, are you with me on this? I mean, are you with me that everyone's going to tell the Lions fans and the media and everybody that it's going to be just a, a ugly football game? But I'm here to tell you, you need to drink that Detroit Kool-Aid first and foremost. Drink it in, man. And, and we need to come in there positive. Like, hey, why can't Swift repeat what he did? No reason. He can. 
Why, why can't St. Brown show out against this, these low-level corners uh, that Green Bay has uh, down their depth chart? He can. You know, why can't Jared Goff go out there and just be sitting back in the pocket nice and clean and slice and dice th- th- these pieces of cheese? He can. You know, why? What, what's to say Aaron Rodgers doesn't come out there and look like old man Aaron Rodgers, doesn't care, doesn't want to play, he's been on the hippie lettuce, he's got a stupid haircut. I mean, it it, it could happen where this guy just absolutely falls apart. You know what I mean? I mean, he could just be a total train wreck. Again, my guy Matt Derry, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers could be an absolute tire fire all year. I mean, they could be absolutely terrible. That's terrible. I agree, Charles. They could be terrible, just like Aaron Rodgers' haircut. That's terrible. His haircut's real terrible. That's terrible. Cut your hair, bro. That's terrible. Act like you give a care, except not not on Monday night. That's terrible. So, I'm not opposed to the conspiracy theories. I mean, I got that music somewhere. I mean... Is there a chance that Aaron Rodgers didn't lift a weight all offseason? Aaron Rodgers used his playbook as a coaster while hanging out in Hawaii. Aaron Rodgers signed back with the Green Bay Packers simply to screw them and to have a horrible season and to force a trade to a team that he would like to go to where then he can cut his hair actually give a crap and play better before he rides off into the sunset and we all celebrate because he is gone from the National Football League could all of those be true? I say yes so the conspiracy theories could be true but here's the real honest truth Detroit Lions are coming to play on Monday night. It's going to be under the lights. It's going to be a lot being talked about. I don't see this as some 2-3 score game. I don't see Green Bay running around, laughing it up all day. I see the guys that are out there. If Dan Campbell is honest, they kept guys that had grit, had mentality, were willing to work, willing to do the right thing. If that's the case and they love their coaches, They will go out and play their tails off to make sure this is a tight, hard football game. Win or lose, I think that we're going to walk away much more excited and proud than you're going to hear all the rest of this week where people are, ah, you know, this this is going to be a walkthrough. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to just do this, that, and the other. You know, the Lions don't have any wide receivers. Oh, I'm sorry. Wide receivers are the only thing that wins in, in the NFL. you got to have wide receivers to dominate football games, or does it happen in the trenches? Does it happen with edge rushers? Does it happen with maybe a, a nasty linebacker blitz or two? Does it happen with a smart quarterback like number 16, Jared Goff, who can read defenses, who can throw the ball where it needs to be thrown, and hopefully they get antsy and he can throw it up over the top and quiet those doubters as well. So I'm here to say, again, I believe in Lions. My prediction was 38, 35 Lions. Jerry Ball had a W for the Lions. Jack Cavanaugh had a W. For the Lions. And I'm here to say here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast that every Lions fan that's a true diehard 
needs to drink it in right now. Drink it in, man. You need to enjoy a side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. I don't want any of you out there going to work, hanging with your buddies, your friends, your family, whatever it may be. Oh, man, the Lions, you know, you know they're going to lose this week. Oh, you know, uh, hopefully we can keep it within a couple few touchdowns. I mean, you know what happens every time we go to Green Bay. That's the past. We're talking about right now. We know our team's not 100% healthy. We also know it's not what it will be in a year or two once we get more draft picks and more free agents. But I'm, I'm talking about right now, a Monday Night Football, when that ball kicks off. And all the way to the lead-up. The Detroit Lions need the fan base to rally around and say, I know we got stuff against us. I know nobody cares about this team. I know people aren't giving us a chance. And that's why we're going to come in there and do some things. That's why we're going to show up and show out on Monday Night Football. That's why some of these young cats that we've been hearing a lot about are going to make a play, whether it be Aleem McNeil on defense, whether it be Big Denim, maybe if he gets his hands on a football in his first game. Get the ball to DeAndre Swift. And oh yeah, I'm sure you guys heard of him. His name is TJ Hawkins. Get him the football all day, every day if they can't guard it. And then when they pinch up on him, throw it up over the top and let's score some points. So I'm here to tell you, be positive. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid side of cornbread. Root this team on and let's see what happens. You can Anybody can beat anybody in the NFL. And... I think the Detroit Lions are going to beat the Green Bay Packers on Monday night. We'll be back on this show next week talking all about it as well as all the other things that are going on with this football team. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Get excited. Don't worry about where we're short. Worry about who's going to come up big. And let's go on Monday night after a long work day, after a big weekend of football, and let's cap it off. With a dubski, a W in Lambeau Field. Oh, the hollowed grounds. Oh, it's such a great stadium. Oh, yeah. Their fans are a bunch of wimps. They sit there and they just sit on their hands. They, they, they've had their tickets for 40 years. We're going to go in there and slap somebody in the face and try to take, take that cheese back to Detroit. So, I mean, this is, you come in all or nothing, guns ablaze and Dan Campbell. I mean, if you have to do what you said you were going to do, now's the time. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. That's what I'm talking about, Dan freaking Campbell. Do that. Surprise me. With a play, a scheme, a plan, out coach the other side, get your players all riled up, tell them nobody believes in them, everybody's counting them out, everybody says they can't play, and then let them go out there and play and win this game against the Green Bay Packers on Monday night football. Let's do this, everybody. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Have a great weekend. Let's go on Monday, and I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man.